0: Be prepared to experience the life-changing teaching Designed to challenge you to discover your blessings In a world-fulfilled life From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abdullah Zawuni From the International Central Gospel Church Paradise Temple And now, today's sermon We bless you May your word be a blessing to us May we be blessed and increased by your word May we leave this place being encouraged, motivated, strengthened, redirected, repositioned, reinformed. May we be healed. Use me, God. Put my weakness aside and let me become a blessing. Use me to serve according to the need and purpose. May your children leave this place this morning having received every nourishment, every confidence and faith that you are going to use me to deliver. And know that with you, they have the strength to make it and to go forward. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to do the removed glory. Amen. There are times in our life, God will remove the glory that he has placed upon us. Temporarily for no reason. It might not be your cause. It might not be you have done wrong. It might not be you have sinned. It has not been because you have done something or there's anything wrong with you but God decided I want to take the glory that I've placed on you for his own sovereign reasons hallelujah and when that happened what does we go through how does it feel like why should God do that why should God come into the life of a person a Christian and take the glory out of the person's life why and let the person go through some suffering But God in a times in our life, he will do it. Whether you like it or not, God will do it. Hallelujah. He will remove the glory from you, upon you. And every Christian will go through it. And when it happens, certain things will take place. Hallelujah. And this afternoon or this morning, we are trusting God to see some of the symptoms and some of the the, the, the signs that, that will happen in your life to know that God has temporarily taken the glory from you. And also to, to understand why should God do that? Hallelujah. So, Okay, let's move on to Job chapter 19. Job chapter 19. Let's Listen to what the Bible is saying. Say, he had removed the word strip. Simply means remove. This King James said, the new King James said, remove. He has stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. God has removed my glory and God has taken the crown from my head. Every Christian has a glory. Every Christian has a glory. According to John chapter 17 and verse 22 downwards, Jesus said, the glory that you gave unto me, I give to them. So every Christian has a glory to live and to survive and to become what God has intended for us to be. It is the glory of God that enriches our life. That makes us better people and that makes us to triumph in this challenging world. It is the glory of God. But sometimes God will remove that glory. And take the crown of our head. When the crown of your head is taken, you are like every ordinary, vulnerable beast on the surface of the earth. Because what distinguishes the king from the people is the crown that is upon him. What makes him a king and what makes him um, to become relevant and important than all the other citizens of, of his, his, his community, his village, or his town. So the moment they, they enthrone all they take off the crown or his uh, some, some people it is the sandals, some people it is the stool, some it is the skin. But the moment they take it, such a cane has become like any other person. So the same way, the things that distinguishes and make us special people within the surface of the earth is the crown of glory that God has placed upon us. And the Bible says that sometimes God takes it off. Removes it. Whether you like it, or not for what reason let's move on what happened he breaks me down on every side and i am gone my bone has he uprooted like a tree. say god has break me down on every side you get up you found out that your business is going your family is going your marriage is not working your finances are not working your health is failing. Everything seems to be crashing in your life. And you ask yourself, what is happening to me? What have I done? What did I do wrong? You are praying. You give. You can't even point. Did I and when you look through your life, you don't see even the sinners are living good. So what is the problem? Say, God has break me and I am gone. I'm finished. Sometimes God will finish you. God will bring us to ground zero. Amen. He will break our horns. He will break our strength. He will break our hopes. Hallelujah. He will humble us in troubles and afflictions. And He said, He has uprooted ab- my hope like a tree, the last hope that I have. The Bible talks of three things. He said the three things is love, faith, and hope. And the Bible said that for hope does not despair. Which means even if love has failed you and faith is challenging, you can hang on the hope because hope will surely take you to the end. But the Bible said the little hope that you have to, God has uprooted it. He has uprooted it. So you look at left, you look at right, you turn everywhere and there is no hope for you again god has rooted it 11 he has also kindled his wrath against me and he counts me as one of his enemies god is angry against me and god has begun to see us as enemies what did you do what did you do that god should see you as your enemy even Satan, who is the number one enemy of God, when he rebelled against God, God has brought him to this end. And God is keeping his life until the end of times. And much more, you and I, what sins did we commit to the extent that God should be angry to us and see us as enemies? All because he has to remove our glory for us to go through it. 12, he said that His troops and build up their road against me. They encamp all around my tent. God sent his troops. His soldiers. And they come into my house. Everywhere you are passing, when you are going to work, trouble. When you are coming home, trouble. You want to go marry, trouble. You want to go have baby, trouble. You want to make a friend, trouble. Everywhere you want to pass, trouble is on the road for you. And he has surrounded your house with trouble. When you wake up, ask for your house. Troubles. Why? Hallelujah. 13. He has removed my brothers far from me. And my acquaintances are completely estranged from me. Let's move to 14. My relatives have failed. And my close friends have forgotten me. 15. Those who dwell in my house and my maid servants count me as stranger. I am an alien in their sight. Sixteen. I call my servant but he gives me no answer. Your house help don't respect you. I beg him with my mouth. Oh, pow. Your own house help. I, please, I beg you, can you give me water to drink Your, your house help is, is throwing shoulders on you and you can also fire them. Eighteen my breath is offensive to my wife can you imagine oh honey hey! hey hey hey, honey what honey what is there anything honey here have you forgotten your honey who is your honey and you ask what have i done to my own wife my own husband what is the problem you get up in the morning there's no problem you get up your wife has squeezed the face your husband has squeezed the face you get up to say good morning to my wife good morning to my husband. the moment you open the door you see the face of your wife or your husband you turn you know i can't say good morning because the face that is behind the door if i dare say good morning they will show me when i got married What did you do wrong? And I am a repulsive to the children of my own body. Your own children. Hallelujah. What did you do? God has removed your glory temporarily for you to face it. Hallelujah. Eighteen. Even young children despise me. I arise and they speak against me. Children don't respect you. Hallelujah. You come to church and there are pledges. And they say they pledge. In fact, whoever can give 200, 300, 500. And you are sitting down. Then you see some small boy who has no clothes. Shirt. Get up. Or small girl. Push. push. Then they push you. and they Because they are going to give 500. And you are sitting there fold your hands. You don't have it. So you have to push. It is just for a season. God has intended to strip you off. So that you will be despised by even children. So that people will take you for granted. People will humiliate, laugh you, mock you, treat you anyhow. Because God wants to prove a point. All my close friends above me and those whom I love have turned against me. Let's go to 42 verse 8 and 9. Then we start today's business. Now therefore take for yourself seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourself a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you for I will accept him lest I deal with you according to your fully. Because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant. That is after God, those who have who has laughed at him, who has taken advantage of you because God removed the, 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 the glory from you, God is saying, now I'm about to restore you, but before I restore you, this is what should be done. Offering must be given. Hallelujah. There must be an offering before the restoration comes. And let's look at 9, 42, 9 So Eliphaz, the Tamnite, and Builder the Shuhite, and so far, the Nemanites Nemanite, went and did as the Lord commanded them. For the Lord has accepted Job. These are his friends. His business partners. If you read the whole of Job, so these are his business partners, his colleagues, his peers, his classmates, his friends. These are people that when it was well with him, they were closer to him. But when God removed their glory, all these people turn against him. And God said, before I restore you for what you did and how you treated my servant when I removed their glory, you have to go and offer an offering. You see, sometimes people don't know what they are losing by messing around your life. Sometimes people think that they have an advantage over you. They have a superior hand over you. Because you are feeble, you can't defend yourself. You don't, you are not sitting in the place of decision, you are not in the place of influence, you are not the one taking the decision and deciding. So people are taking advantage and they are mistreating, mishandling you, withholding your blessings, your promotion, preventing your marriage, messing your life. They Be better sit because one day, whatever advantage they have made out of your life, they will pay it in double onto your life. God said. Is that how you treated my servant did you know why he went through what he went through did you know why he lost all his business did you know why he suffered all this and you people have to take advantage of him if you want your life to be restored go and give an offering to him church i'm here to announce to somebody that an offering is being accumulated for you i said a blessing is being accumulated for you And wealth is being accumulated for you. Somebody who took from you. Who denied from you. God is about to call them. They will give it to you without noticing it. They will bless you without noticing it. They have to run. The Bible said they ran and did as God commanded them. Because else if god comes and said that if you don't give him the promotion if you don't marry her if you don't give her the visa if you don't give her what is i requested if you don't allow this person to be well if you don't let their life go on well your own is going to be exchanged they will run and people are about to run to you people are about to trace wherever you are people are about to look for wherever you are people are about to carry blessings and come to you and we are sorry take it Hallelujah. Why should God remove the glory for us to go through all these things? I'll give you five reasons. Then we move on. Number one is for redemption. Sometimes God wants to prove it to Satan that no matter what Satan cannot take your salvation. Sometimes. No matter what. You know, you know what God told Satan? He said, Satan, Go. Do whatever you want to do with Job. But I'm warning you. Dare not touch his heart. His heart simply is talking about his spirit. It means that I'm warning you. Don't dare with his salvation. You can take everything. You can mess him. I him. I have removed the glory. There is no glory of his everything he has. His marriage, his family, his business, his finances. There is no glory. When you touch it, everything will collapse but his salvation dare not. Listen to me, sometimes you go through tough lives, you go through challenges, and sometimes you look at the unbelievers and you think they are better, but you still cannot backslide. Has it come to you? Look at David at Psalm 73. David went through so much problems, he said that, ah, but when I look at the unbelievers, it looks like they are better. And, and I said I want to be like an unbeliever, but still I couldn't. Sometimes God will release you, and the devil will torture your life, and you think that it's better I leave all this Christian. Listen, in these days, sometimes you will mess up your life, but you can still not say, I want to become an unbeliever. You will still come to church. You, you may come to church and you are not happy. They may be praising you, are not praising. They may be dancing, you are not dancing. Because in you, your mind is full and saturated with the evils of the world. But still, there is something that is telling you that you cannot be an unbeliever. Even though sin and trials and problems are with you, but you are still in God. Because he is proving to the devil that no matter what Satan can do to your life, your salvation is intact. And church, don't be afraid. You will not backslide. I said you will not backslide. No matter the trials, no matter the problems, no matter the temptation, no matter what you go through, if you fall into the pond of sin and evil, you will come out. But there's a hand That is called the hand of Jehovah. The everlasting hand, the supreme hand, the I am hand, that hand is holding you. Even in sin, it is holding you. When you finish, he will put you back seven times and he will bless you and make you prosper so that the devil will know that there is no one that can take what is in the hands of God. He proved to Satan. that Satan dare not. You can do whatever you want to do with this life, but you can't take his salvation the second one is human heart you see god sometimes will want to reveal what is in the heart of people concerning you and i said if everything is working for your life you wouldn't know who loves you and who hates you amen yeah, when everything was okay with job he taught all his friends he taught his wife his children, his house helps, his business partners, his classmates, his peers, he thought they were all good and they love him until God stripped him off. Sometimes it is better for God to reduce you to nobody so that you will know the real people who are around you. Because listen, until God strip you for the hearts of human beings to be revealed to you, people will kill you in your prosperity. Because people will help you even when you are messing up. Because they are getting something from you, they will help you to mess up. Human beings are hypocrites and human beings are the most ungrateful people in this earth. If you don't know, one day, I was reading a material on, on behavior ana- analysis in, in a psychology material, and they said that the first symptom or the first thing that you have to be careful about human beings is that all human beings are ungrateful. All human beings. And the most dangerous of human beings are people who are around a successful person. When people come to you and they will get from you to eat. When they come from you and they'll get money from you to spend you are taking care of them you are speaking well to them it looks like you have become an anchor of hope to their life and they sing and praise you together don't let your head swallow because such people even while they stretch their hand there's a sword in their heart amen and god wanted job to know the people who are around him the people he says they are his friends. They are his classmates. They are his workmates. They're people who he think he was doing business with them. God wanted him to know what is in their heart. Until God stripped him and take the glory off. Then people started. Some even told him that you are a wicked man. It is so pathetic when you see a rich man or a successful person who has fallen, and you hear people who used to be a dependent of him, what they say about him. To surprise you. And job ended up seeing that wow, really? Eliphaz, my working partner, my colleague in the office, my boss, my wife, my children my servant the people that i have to so, i have to struggle i pray for you i fast for you i work for you i provide for you when i have eaten i am making sure that it is well with you is that what you are telling me now you are calling me a wicked person you are calling me a traitor and he said that it is not your fault because god has removed the glory but it shall never be forever i said it shall never be forever It is just for a season. After the Lord has finished settling the dispute and the contention with them, your restoration will come. I said your restoration will come. Your glory will come back. Your blessings will come back. Your name will come back. The same people will come back and say, I am sorry. They'll come and say, I am sorry. Sometimes when people come back and they say I am sorry for the sake of divine in our heart but if it was the human flesh in our heart we would have stabbed them because it's so painful but for the sake of divine you have to. That is why the next thing God has to prove to Job the spirit of forgiveness. They have hurt him. They have pushed him. They have done everything to him and Job He look at his friend and say, hey! I helped you. Job said, I gave to you to eat. Job said, I supported you. Job said, I was there for you in your hard times. Job said that I provided whatever you need today. Is that what you are doing to me? You could see that the man was bitter. But God said that Job, forgive them. He said, forgive them. But if you forgive them, I am going to reward you seven times. They have not seen anything. It was just the first blessing that they could not handle and treated you like that. But I'm about to bless you seven times. Thank God. That is why David said that. And he prepares a table in front of my enemies. Because your enemies have to listen to me. When you hate your enemies, you kill them early. And in this life, nobody can make you popular than your enemies. Because the people who gossip about you advertise you most. Hallelujah. The person who stand there and see, you see, I see Jesus, Peter, two church. Hey, now there they come. You see a building they are building. Where do they get their money? Hey, now they are doing two services. These people, I'm sure you go, go, go. They do first and second service. And go and see the building they are doing. I'm no there's something and people will run to come and see the more people run to come and see and there's a spirit of God who searches all over the earth looking into every house looking into every family looking into every tribe just to pick a man and God has a way of saving people by the time they run to come and satisfy their curiosity there's a spirit of redemption in the house that will tell them this is the right place for you settle down and so the more they gossip the more they increase your life and so that is why the Bible said pray for those who Hates you because they're supposed to be around for your day of advertisement. Can you imagine if H- Haman was killed? Who would have advertised Mordecai? God has to preserve H- Haman so that on the day of his, 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 his introduction and is it co- a commemoration or whatever, Haman has to carry him and start advertising. Every human being needs somebody who will talk evil about you. Because you you see, human beings are experts in investigating and also researching evil. When people go and say that you are nice, nobody cares. When people say that, in fact, when you open your eyes, fire is coming. Everybody is coming to look. So they come, you open your eyes, and now you see that your eyes are sparkling and charming. ah, They have caused them to also go and say, if thousand people heard negative about you, they will go and propagate. And by the time the thousand people will hear, it is always times three. So you must learn to forgive. God said, Job, forgive. Forgive them. Forgive them. Because I want you to keep them. I want them to be alive. They are about to see something. They are about to know something. Let them be alive. Let them remain and thank God that the people who are so much who, who, who are talking about you criticizing you, lambasting you gossiping about you, humiliating you disgracing you, thank God that they are alive and may they not die, may they live. may they all of them live, and I pray that may they live at the same state they are in now if they are managers may they be managers If they are directors, may they be directors. But one day they wake up in the morning and they will find that now they are still directors, but there's a business contract that is supposed to be approved. And there's somebody whose signature they have to contact and the person has to sign and they will come and see the useless person, the stupid person, the nobody is now sitting there and they demand just a pen from your hand. That is why you prove them that you serve a God who is the I am that I am. Forgive them. I said, forgive them. They went to Job, and Job forgave them. Hallelujah. Then, God said, Job, now I also want to teach you the power of intercession. You must, I want you to know how to pray. And how not to also pray for selfishness for your own, but how to pray and pray for others. If you read Job chapter 1 and 2, you could see that all the intercession Job was doing was him, his wife, his children. Have you noticed it? He was only praying for himself. Every morning Job would pray and give an offering and make sacrifices for himself, his wife, and his children. And even for the sins that the children are yet to commit. Forgetting that his friends are also a threat to his life. Sometimes the things that get us off from God are not the internal things. Sometimes we have also have to be vigilant of our surroundings and the people around us. Because you may be living a very clean quality life but one friend can strip into your life, you backslide. Because you think, God, pray, God, pray, I want to live holy. God, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. I don't want to do that. Forgetting that it doesn't take one mind to commit a crime. Before every crime will take off, something has to be seen and an influence has to be made. So somebody may strip into your life and the person may influence you by sight, by hearing, by smell, by tastes, or by looks. So it is always important that as you pray to preserve yourself, you also pray within your surroundings. Anybody who enters into your space must be convicted by the spirit of righteousness. Job was not doing that until God takes off the glory. Then he sees the problem. He sees everything. And he sees that everybody was against him. His wife that he was praying for every day, he saw that his wife was against him. The husband, he thought that my husband is there. He saw that the husband is not always there. The job was was that confused and God said to Job, pray for all of them. He said, when you finish praying for all of them, I will bless you. It is not easy to pray for people who castrate your life. In church sometimes God has to bring you to a place where you will learn how to pray and pray well like I said in the morning sometimes the prayers we pray they are whatsapp prayers skype prayers phones prayers computer facebook prayers decorative prayers because while you are praying your fridge is tough your kitchen is tough. There's a, a, a money in your accounts. Your wardrobe cannot close. When you go into your dress room, your shoes are mountains. They are heaped up to the hills. Your perfumes are arranged according to designer class and year of manufacture. So, when you stand before God and there's a small shake-up, oh God. Oh God. 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 God, you see? Check that. God. God. What's going on? What's going on? All of a sudden, my account is reducing. Not that it's finished, it's reducing. Father, you know something? Oh, my last shoe, I bought it three years ago. I have to change. I don't have money to change. God, I've been wearing this clothes for years. God, God, I love this man. He just insulted me. I've not done anything. God, look at the way my wife treats me. God, please, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, please, God, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, please respond, respond. You know something, God? I believe in you. I trust you. Check up. I'm going to church. When I come, we'll continue. we finish. You have WhatsApp in God. Then the cycle wants to say that god k k god k god k god Mwah darling god i poke you i poke you of whatsapp god when you finish you know you go to your wardrobe the, the person who is suffering for what to wear now you go and stand in front of your wardrobe 30 minutes you don't know where to what where, where, where to church thousand shirts this thing you it will take you 30 minutes to select what to wear to church you come to church late not because there was no car, just to choose what to wear they are still praying that god but when god brings you to zero you have wear well one shirt for four sundays three children they are all standing in the house school as roping they are all looking at you you go and ask your husband children's school fees he tells you that madam don't trouble me don't trouble me are they not also your children school fees are they not also your children please please please. then you see that yes fire on the mountain see that you are sweating there's no food to eat there's no money to eat and lo and behold the telephone tool will call prrr, prrr, the woman that you took the rice from is also calling so whether you are picking the phone if you cut the phone you know that you cut it if you receive the phone you know that it is you so you and the phone and you are bouncing hey ready call Oh, already assembly crowd call it nothing will tell you that run to go and pray that is when you see that you hold on god oh god i can't take this disgrace i can't take this shame this is not my portion i refuse it, satan i send it back to sender no poverty can enter my house my child will not stay home my children will love me my wife will respect me oh god respond father respond father my health i need to be healed you will pray you will pray and by the time you have mouth, shoulder to shoulder with God and God has solved your problem. When en- anybody stands on your face and begin to bluff you, tell the person People who have become cosmetic, righteous Christians are people who have never fought with God and God has touched their socket and their limping. If you have a scar in God you will not joke playing out there with the devil because you know that you don't joke out there because it has taken you your life and your breath to restore your soul so it's not time to joke about and god will bring you to a place where you will know how to pray nobody will give you prayer topics you will construct your own prayer topic nobody will tell you whether does prayer in english in tongues sometimes when it comes to the point when destiny is determined by prayer it is not a matter of tongues That's what I call it, Facebook prayer. We just say something to make prayer nice. I bound, I bound in Jesus' name. you in Jesus' In Jesus' name. But when it gets to a place, you sit down, you put your hand on your cheek, then you start wailing. Oh God my house, my marriage my family sometimes you can say my house are three hours and you don't know my house, my job my job, No sooner one need tears and and, 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 and saliva see that tears and saliva your face has wrinkled you have become ugly and you don't care whether that guy or that man is there your life is in the stakes you pray it out God has to bring you to that place then he restore you the last point is he restore you he will re-prepare you reposition you re-bless you and restore you greater than before the bible said that after all this the latter day of job was seven times better than his former and the Bible said that Job's seven daughters were the most beautiful ladies in the surface of the earth can you imagine your daughters are the most beautiful ladies in the surface of the earth hallelujah but the Bible said that Job was blessed to the extent that her children were the most beautiful ladies in the surface of the earth and in the morning I said that Job's house became a tourist center center. Because everybody in the surface of the earth want to see the most beautiful who is the man who has seven daughters and they are the most beautiful. So who, which of them is beautiful than the other? Everybody want to go and see. He will his blessings has given him a personal self financial investment plan when god restore you you are not going to struggle around the world looking for blessing in your own life in your own effort in your own work in your own mind you will begin to produce a result that will become globally attracted and founding. and that is your portion but very soon the lord is about to restore you and your blessing is going to affect the rest of the earth affect the rest of the world affect the rest of human race because god is going to restore you in the honor of the blessing that, the glory that is going to come out of you it has never come before it's never come before that was the glory job's daughters The Bible said that everything that Job lost, he had seven times. Only a wife that he had one. Seven daughters, seven, every every business, seven great of them. Your restoration is coming. I said your restoration is coming. The glory shall return sometimes you are going through all these phases you are suffering all this all these things are happening in your life and you wonder why what, 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 what is wrong what is going on God is what preparing you to restore the glory that was removed because he removed it just for you to understand some few things very soon he shall restore you you will never be like this forever you will never be like this forever it shall never remain like this forever people will not laugh at you forever you will never become a beggar you will never become give me give me forever one day you too are going to give to people without considering who you are giving to one day you are going to write to people without thinking how much you are giving to people you will give to them because you have it and you want to give you will not struggle but now that sometimes it looks like you are going through all this Don't be despair. Don't cry. Don't kill yourself. Don't think God has finished with you. It is just God want to prove a point with your life. He created you. The Bible said that we are hot. Our life is what? A pleasure to God. So have you watched a movie before? And have you watched a comedy before? Have you seen a comedy? When you're watching a comedy, you see how you sit down and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh just for pleasure. The Bible said that that is how our life is to go. It's a pleasure. And God will be laughing. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Then God will come and say, stop. It is time for this woman to have honor. It is time for this man to have honor. I have just proved to the world. I have proved to the devil. I have proved to people that sometimes I can allow the worst, But in other times... I'll also bring the good. And I said in conclusion that in life, we go through ups and downs. You may start with blessing. It will go down into troubles. You will climb into blessing. It will go into problems. You will climb into blessing. It will go into challenges. You will climb into blessing. It will go into trials. You will climb into blessing. Then it will go into temptation. Then after you have overcome the temptation, you plateau in this goodness and mercies The success and the prosperity. It shall follow your life throughout. Because the last to overcome is the temptations of the devil. And God will go take you to trials. Then the devil will tempt you. And at that point sometimes it looks like Job. But it has not finished. You will rise up. And when you rise up people will now see their glory. Not your shame. They will now see your blessings. Not your curses. They will now see your greatness. Not your defeat. In that time glory and honor shall be given to the Lord most high. In Jesus name. Amen.